Oh Lord, how magnified are your works. You have made all things in wisdom. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, when Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. In these you once walked when you lived in them, but now put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and foul talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old nature with its practices and have put on the new nature, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there cannot be Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free man, but Christ is all and in all. Peace be to you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with us and with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, as Jesus entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has saved you. Peace be to you. Glory to you, Glory to you. 
Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And as they went, they were cleansed. And as they went, they were cleansed. This is the verse that I would like us to think about from the gospel reading we have just heard. The story of the healing of the 10 lepers is a very well-known story from the scriptures, a great lesson. We, um, we observe a miraculous healing of people who suffered with an illness that cut them off from interacting with their families and communities in a typical and normal fashion. And the story is uh, <clears throat> perhaps a little bit on the dramatic side as, as, as we read it, right? There are, there's this group of 10 lepers, we're told, who see Jesus Christ, and what do they do? They immediately call out to him. They don't go to him because they know it would not be permissible for them to approach. Those were the rules. If you had an illness, an illness that was easily transmissible, especially one that was visible on your skin as that was. And what did they say? What did they ask for? Interestingly, they don't ask, they don't ask, Jesus, heal us. In fact, also interestingly, they do not address him as teacher, rabbi, which would have been the more commonplace manner of addressing him, but they address him as master. Master, and what do they ask for? To have mercy on them. And we know that the story becomes a little more interesting here because Jesus, he sees them, he hears their request, and what does he do? He says, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now that's strange, okay? That's really strange. Imagine that somebody is very, very sick and that person comes to you. Imagine that you are perhaps a medical professional and this person sick comes to you and you tell that person, go see Father Tim. That would be wrong in a practical sense. But Jesus tells these people, go show yourselves to the priests. And we could wonder, why did he not say, go show yourselves to the doctors? There were certainly doctors in their society. There were certainly healers. Or better yet, why didn't Jesus just heal them? He certainly healed others just by his word in the past. We have plenty of other stories like that. 
We even have a story of a woman with a severe illness for many, many years, simply touches the hem of his garment, and she is healed. But that does not happen in the story. And in fact, Jesus does not give that as the course of action. He tells them to do something that seems even a little bit counterintuitive to us, right? Now, let's think back to the story. Did the priests heal the 10 lepers? No. That's not what happened. The priests did not heal those 10 lepers. We heard instead that as they went to see the priests, they were healed. Now, this is actually, this is actually really important. This distinction is really very important. In the Greek, as they went, is actually ento ipagin, okay, which means in the going that they did, in their approaching of the priests, they were healed. They were healed. So you see, brothers and sisters, they were healed, all 10 of them were healed because they decided to follow the instructions of Jesus and go to see the priests. In the process of being obedient to the guidance of their master, remember they identified him as their master, in proceeding to be obedient to him, they received healing, a perfect healing. Now you see, obedience is visible in the actions that we take. Let that sit with you. I'll get back to that. Obedience is visible in our actions. Let's return to the story. All 10 lepers are healed. Only one returns to give thanks. We know that. So what do we see? What do we see here? Thanksgiving, gratefulness likewise, is either visible or invisible. It is entirely possible that the other nine lepers who were healed also had thanksgiving in their hearts. We don't know that. But what is clear, what we know for sure, is that they did not make their thanksgiving visible. Many of you have perhaps already interacted with me prior to going to a surgery or some medical procedure. People will often come and ask for prayers before surgery. And I always tell everybody, I won't do the prayers before unless you promise that you're also going to come for the prayers of Thanksgiving after surgery. And most of you do. Thank you. But more importantly, Thanksgiving is visible, and we have to make it visible in the actions that we take. After this one healed leper returns, Jesus says to him, rise and go your way. 
your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Have you heard that before? Yes, we have. We've heard that in other interactions that Christ has had. So you see, we learn still that it is the faith that this one particular leper, that he had, this faith is what healed him. But there is something different because clearly the nine lepers who were healed and did not give thanks also had some type of faith, did they not? They had enough faith to be obedient to the instruction to receive a blessing, even if they either forgot or ignored to continue the relationship they had begun with Jesus when they asked him for mercy, even if they forgot that, they must have had some type of faith. Is that sufficient? Should we stop there? Now, brothers and sisters, I think you and I are most often like the nine. We are not like the one. We want to be like the one who returned. We often claim to be like the one who returned, but we are not. Everything we do in our society points to that effect. Most of us live those lives that show through our actions that we're not the one who returned, but the nine who did not. We believe in prayer, do we not? Yes, we do, but we seldom prioritize time for prayer. We believe in going to church, right? But we come late, and we're in a rush to leave. We want to be forgiven when we make mistakes, but we forget or are embarrassed or sometimes just a little too proud to approach the one we've wronged and ask for forgiveness. We believe in generosity, yet when it is time to be generous, we often seek to do just as little as possible, the bare minimum, just enough. We believe in being hospitable and welcoming in our homes and in our churches, but we do not go out to seek those who need welcoming. We do not go to the streets and by the fences to bring in those who are looking for a table to feast at. Brothers and sisters, yes, we are faithful people. Yes, we are believers in Jesus. Yes, you and I are here. But is this bare minimum our target? Is this the goal? 
Do we feel perfected when we do just enough? Is this what I desire in the relationship with my wife or with my children or with my parents? Is my wife only worthy of my just enough effort? Are my children worthy, deserving of my bare minimum? Is my elderly father only deserving of a call a week every once in a while? No, brothers and sisters. Everything we do in life has the opportunity to be increased. But our mindfulness to increase in the sanctity that truly brings us into oneness with Christ God never arrives when I compare myself to you or you to me or you to the next person in the pew. And it most definitely does not arrive when I compare myself with somebody who never comes to church or never gives a penny or never actually shares a good word. No, I will never grow if I compare myself to anyone else. I must compare my status now with my status from yesterday. I must increase from whatever point I am to the next greater level of holiness, to the next greater oneness with the Lord Jesus Christ, because my standard is not some holy saint that I read stories about. All of these wonderful fathers and mothers of the church are just but other rungs on the ladder leading up to the only standard that you and I have. And that standard is Jesus, who is the Christ, the anointed one of God. Brothers and sisters, make your faith visible. Make your obedience visible. Make your thanksgiving visible. Make every action that springs forth from your sanctifying life, make it visible so that it may glorify God at all times. Amen.